Today's colorful commentary has been brought to you by the following sponsors. Oh, yeah. I'm Tyrone. And fuck this fake ass Rick Ross looking mother. Hey! This fancy shit, bruh. What the fuck you gonna do, huh? Could all the gravies be forgotten? That's that's not how we gonna intro. That's cool. That's cool. What's up, everybody? This is your boy Big Skit, and we are back here in the new year, 2018. I have made it all the way through the week without striking one time, 2017. And you know, I never rolled anywhere on this program alone without my boy, Kirk the Jerk. Yo, 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 hey, yo, welcome back, glad to be back, happy 2018, everybody. <laughs> What's up, everybody, hey, man, Kirk, how was your break, man, I know we've been gone for quite some time. I think that uh, it was necessary, though, because, you know, I think that family deserves your 100% attention, as well does do our listeners, all lo- our loyal 30, um, so we, we, we want to we provide the best... I think so. I hope so. You know what I mean? Tyrone doesn't feel that way. But, uh, you know, hey man, that was, uh, I feel like I don't appreciate for the people. I didn't agree. I didn't agree to that. <laughs> um, I think that our, our viewers deserve our best. And, you know, me and you have kids and families and, you know, we have to give th- those elements attention. But I'm glad to be back. Fair it feels holidays. good to be back. Well, how was your holidays? Um. My holidays were incredibly confusing. Um, I've uh, back and forth, just trying to figure out what to do here, what to do there. Uh, you know, everybody wants a piece of the gam, the skit family. Mm-hmm. And uh, honestly, you know, for those, we we uh, we we went where we could. You know, we didn't do any house hopping this year. I right. know what you know. That's what blended families do. But we just didn't do that this year. We went. To, we were able to go to one house. Uh, and then right. after that, we pretty much got ourselves back on the grind, you know, because we got a household to take care of. And, uh, me and my significant other are always on the grind, earning that oh, money. Yeah. Well, for those of you who don't know, you know, Cameron has uh, is with a woman who has two children of her own. So and plus, you know, the, obliga- the obligations to his own kid's mother and things of that nature. So he's got about. Oh, he got a ladle in about eight eight different buckets. Yeah, so yeah, pretty much. And then you know, of course, your family wants one thing, her family wants another thing, and then there's of course this other family over here, and then so on and so forth. It goes all the way around the world. But the whole you know, point it's, it's not is possible to please everybody. The kids enjoyed it. The kids had a good time. They had a wonderful Christmas. They got some coal in their stockings. I thought that was absolutely hilarious because they deserved it. You you gave them actual coal. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You do Santa Claus with them? Yes. I said Santa Claus is. So that's hurtful, yeah. bro. That's hurtful. Yeah. But you know what? You know what, though? It will. It should make you a better person. Because it's like, wow, you we know, really got cold. It's like, yeah, you did. But you got it, a lot of toys. And it's backward psychology. It's backward psychology because usually the white man commits crimes and blames it on the black man. Now the black man committed a crime and blames it on the white man. Yep. You know, it's crazy. Yeah, right, exactly. And I'm trying to tell him that's how the world really works. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, it's not me. Santa Claus thought you was bad. I thought you did all right. <laughs> oh, no, not at all. No, I told him I was Santa Claus a snitch. I told him flat out. Oh, you, you I said, said you ratted him out. I told him flat out. I said, look, 
this is an extension of what I do for a living. I said, do you know what I do for a living? I said, daddy is a snitch. That's what I do. I tell on people for a living, okay? I video record them. I even tell them I'm telling on them. I tell them, I say, hey, get out of here. I'm going to call the police. I'm going to tell them on you. I'm going to tell the people. Mm -hmm. And then they don't leave. And then I tell the people. And then they're like, what the fuck? I didn't know you was going to tell the people on me. And then I go to court and I'm like, that person did it and hear the video of that person doing it. And then they say, well, what the fuck? And I, and that's how it happened with Santa. I video recorded you guys doing bad things. And I sent it to Santa. And I said, Santa. And I sat in front of a courtroom full of elves. And I said, this person did that. And then that one hit that one. And then that one did that and said that that one did it. And then those two got together and blamed both of that person right there. And that's what I did with you guys. And now you guys got cold. I mean, I knew it was coming. You knew it was coming, right? You didn't know it was wow. coming? I could just picture, <laughs> I'm picturing little CJ, four years old, going up to daddy and like, yeah, snitch. First of all, first of all, he is six years old. Okay. And secondly, Tomato, you got dang right, I'm a snitch. I'm a snitch. <laughs> I'm a snitch for the justice system. Okay. All right. And what you guys do in this house is not justice. But this coal is. Here you go. Well, I'm really surprised. Keep the coal. I'm I made really surprised the coal. that you do. I didn't let them throw it away. I told them they have to keep it. It's coal. You got to make sure you have all five pieces. I, I would burn. I, I would burn it. <laughs> but uh, I'm really surprised that you do Santa Claus because uh, I'm one of the proponents that I'm not giving anybody credit for things that I do. You know what I mean? Right. A lot of people say that same exact thing. That's the exact same reason why people take Santa Claus away from their kids, and I understand that. But here's the thing. I am 33 years old, and one of my favorite stories to tell is how my mother filled an entire room in a one-bedroom apartment, mind you, filled an entire living room, okay? And this wasn't a studio apartment. This was a one-bedroom. So she had a legitimate living room, kitchen, and a legitimate dining room separated from both, okay? So it was a nice one-bedroom apartment. Filled an entire living room with toys. I don't even know where she mm -hmm. kept them. Do you understand? It was a one-bedroom apartment at mm -hmm. the end of the day. There weren't a bunch of things. But at that time, mm -hmm. it was like, Santa, oh my God, this is wonderful. But today, I get to explain how I still don't know to this day how my mother did that. Because at the time, my perception was that we were poor. Or not poor, not mm -hmm. poor. But we were struggling. We weren't like in the best of situations. That was my perception at the time. But mm -hmm. it's like, no, ch I'm mean, like, what, what do you like? Really? Like, you can't necessarily expect your kid to just understand everything and how the way the world works. You want to give them that wonder, that, 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 that sense of, of just magic in the air every child should have magic in their eyes they should believe in it I, i'm a grown-ass man and i still like watching uh magic shows what can i say i know all the shit is fake i watched all of the magician uh codes revealed back in the day when the dude that was revealing all the magician codes wore the weird mask I watched all of those. I heard that people try to kill that. Yes, dude. they did. People try to murder them. The, dude, the magician community ain't no joke, bro. Chris Angel tried to put a hex on him. Bruh, 
So after and the messed up part is after that came out is when all of a sudden they started doing those movies with you know the prestige and the illusionist like it was it came out like mm-hmm. I don't know, it was like ten years later or something like that. Now it's like everybody knows oh this is all fake this is all staged right, but it's like that's mm-hmm. the way it is now. That's not what it was back then. But it's like that's what I want. Well, them if to I may. Have. If I may, you know, I have a, ch- a childhood anecdote, not my own. My parents were staunchly religious. I wasn't even allowed to watch TV till like I was nine. They pulled me out of school when I was thirteen. It's a mess. That's why I am the way that I am. But um, my wife's parents did Santa Claus with her, and it was very hard for me to accept her her discovery story because everybody has the discovery story if you did santa claus the the the, they remember when they found out the truth and my wife said that it was of course the same place it happens for everybody at school because you know the the playground is too real the playground is too real you know the fcc goes through great measures to make sure that they don't say poop on television but when you're on an elementary school playground they'll go laugh at you because you're an amputee I digress, but, uh, (laughs) you know, somebody went up to my wife and told her that Santa Claus ain't real. You know, same old story in the book, right? My wife's response to that was, yes, he is, because my father would not lie to me. (laughs) That's cold, dog. That's cold. And I don't know that the sense of wonder and magic is as valuable as (laughs) trusting and believing the things that your parents say. So... On that premise, I was like, nah, we can't do Santa Claus with them. I mean, not to say that I have not knowingly lied to my children. <laughs> There's certain things they shouldn't know. You know what I mean? But like, oh <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, I tell necessary lies. You know what I mean? When when Logan sees my the bottom, my, the, my calves and my torso is not wearing anything, he's like, dad, are you naked? No, I'm wearing underwear. Of course I'm not wearing underwear. It's a lie. Strategic lie. I'm not going to tell my son <laughs> to put my ass cheeks against the sheets. He's not going to sit in my bed no more. You know what I mean? But telling my kid that, you know, magic happened and this fat man came down our chimney when we don't have one and, and all this crazy stuff, it just, it seemed like I was setting them up for disappointment at some point. But, you know, Alyssa's kind of getting old. I mean, uh, how old is she now? She's at least nine, right? She's eight. Is she aware? Do you think she knows? Here's the thing. I set this up. My, my them believing in Santa Claus is an elaborate, is an elaborate kind of, kind of a give and take. Like, there's a lot more communication between Santa and I than what my mother let on to believe there was between her and Santa. So, like, I'm talking uh-huh. about, like, because this is the age of technology, baby. This is the age of technology. You know, I go so far as to make phone calls for them. You know what I'm saying? Pretending to be Santa Claus and shit like that. There's, like, a legitimate exchange. Uh-huh. Like, Santa Claus doesn't just bring presents that he brought from the from the South Pole. He also went and picked up televisions mm-hmm. from, my, from their grandmother's house to bring them here to them. You see, he's also a delivery service. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, and, and on top of that, there are varying degrees to this nowadays because you're right, the playground is real. Eventually, mm-hmm. they're going to know, but the odds of you having to legitimately sit down and explain this to them is less and less now because children... Children have 
such mature logic base now. It's 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 ridiculous. Over time, oh, they sure. just kind of well, okay, you know, you know, it's just kind of over time, just kind of accept it little by little. I don't believe that at any time right. I'm going to have to legitimately have a sit down and discuss this before. Before well, we got this far, yep, I absolutely 100% did, but I looked at that as a necessary evil as a parent because uh-huh. it's just part of having your childhood. And I can't tell you when I found out that the motherfucker wasn't real. I wasn't affected by it. Well, I mean, there's there's a graceful transition. I think it's very, very... Uh, uh, it's it's very clever of you to incorporate technologies. I do the same thing with a lot of things we do. I was just for uh, for example's sake, I was at prayer tonight for dinner. The kids were messing around. I told them to be quiet prior, and they didn't do it during. And afterwards, I made a joke about it. I was like, hey, "Look, it, Dad keeps saying the f word in public. Jesus hears it. My spiritual bandwidth isn't bit strong enough to maintain my prayer, and you guys talking over me. You know what God hears when I'm praying and you're yelling? I'm saying, you know, <laughs> Father God, bless this meal. <laughs> he hears that. He hears that. All right. He doesn't take my prayer seriously. As a result, we're going to eat poison food. Is that what you want? And they just start laughing. You know what I mean? But um. Uh, you know, I think there is a graceful transition. My wife has been at times very dramatic and, you know, so she is the type to confront. I mean, it, it's to each individual. Alyssa seems like a very sweet girl. You know, she might just know it and just accept it at the right time. Right. You know, if she maybe someone has told her already right. and, and somewhere have, inside of her, she, she does has, know. She's, she's come to me and she's told me and I just tell them to go right back to her. But let me tell you something. Okay, you go to them mm-hmm. and you tell them that your father knows Santa Claus personally. Okay, I done hung out with him. I had candy canes and milk. Candy canes and milk don't even sound like they go together, do it. But if you stir the little fruity one around in it, it's pretty good milk. I'm just saying. Like, these are conversations that I have had, like legitimate conversations, just that same way. And she goes and she says, Yep. Yeah. And I told him that you know him personally. And that she got this number in your phone. I said, That's right, you tell him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the only time I ever ate a candy cane was to make a prison shank out of it. How many times did you make a prison shank out of the candy cane? I never, no, not at all. I enjoyed candy canes immensely. I never did that with them. No, there's that involves way too much you know, sucking on the end. So I'm sorry. Thank you. I'm. Just, I don't even like candy cane. But if you sit there and like twist it when you're working on yeah. it, and like yeah. you gotta, you can I put a nice, you can put a nice point on it. You gotta twist it a little bit while you're working it up and down in your mouth. Well, I mean, look at we could we could dive into your homoerotic fantasies all night long, but we have content I mean, we have hey, to get to, sir. You were the one explaining it to me, sir. I was just simply painting a picture for the audience. You know what? Facebook goes through great lengths to censor my page. I wish I can censor your freaking comments. I'm all right, because because uh, <laughs> you know what? I want to censor everybody from seeing a six foot three man jabbing a goddamn. <laughs> candy cane in and out of well, I'm not, I wasn't six foot three my whole most. life at one at one point I was like you know a little four foot kirky turkey and I, I was a very nice young man Facebook you know what I mean I, I turned into a monster then. they weren't around since your ass then they oh. definitely would have there was sir little kid uh person how old are you <laughs> <laughs> I was actually quite small until I hit like middle school and I, I just went through a growth spurt That's, you know man. so what happened on Facebook? Whether you believe it I want to know. What happened? You, you said the Facebook censored you? 
I want to know. What has Facebook... They do it all the time, dude. I'm, so? I'm on my third strike. You're on a third strike from... The I've first. only ever been censored one time, and that was because I posted uh, some stuff in a group, and that was then. But you're telling me that this happened to you on your main page. I'm just saying. At least, it, this is the third time, and every single time they have a, they uh, attach a penalty to it. This time I'm banned from Messenger, or posting on my own page, or updating my own page, or doing anything with it for 24 hours. Well, what have you been, what have they, what have they gotten you with before? Before you tell us what they hit you with now, I want to know what they hit you with before, because I need to know if this is a pattern with you, and they're just watching you. (laughs) There was one time where somebody posted this, um, they did this 3D image of what they said was uh, King Tut. And um, I went on the page and said, yeah, except for King Tut was probably black. (laughs) And they said, (laughs) and not only did I anger quite a few uh, Egyptologists, but um, apparently that's considered racially charged statement. Oh, I'm Um, not really sure how. I tell the truth. I'm sorry. Continue. (laughs) Well, I mean, there's... Egypt for a long period of time was split into several demographics, but large part was African. I feel like that that's intentionally left out for the purpose of erasing Black history. But you know, I it's said pretty, something it's to that effect, just and the climate alone doesn't produce. Well, the fact that they're in North Africa isn't a dead giveaway. But I mean, I digress. Um, <laughs> Free South um, Africa, you dumb my... son of a bitch! You dumb son of yeah, a bitch! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, go on. Well, that was one of them. One time I posted a video about the development of Western Europe and how the Moors were in charge from like 711 to 1493. And it pretty much, and it said that in the time of the Moors, when they arrived in Western Europe, the Caucasian population was 99% illiterate. And that, um, you know, you don't know how to read up to the, didn't know how to read. And then leading up to the 1490s, that's when the the, the revolution uh, the French Re- Revolution started. That's when all the painting and art came out. So I pretty much said, you know, you could thank the black community for your cultural um, burst and your opportunity to compete on the on the world stage. And they said that, that yeah, yeah, and, and that was considered a racially charged statement. Apparently, saying that the Caucasians were stupid is 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 wrong. So that was the last <laughs> one. Um, you can't. I didn't say white people were stupid. I just said all white people stupid. Kirk, you can't but I that. didn't say that. I said I said it in so many words. Exactly, and but I don't you think know, that. But, but you can't use those big right. fancy words now. They base it on <laughs> the fact that they actually understand that stuff now. Haven't you seen the Matrix and the Architect just, part? They use big words all the time. <laughs> I just want to be perfectly clear that I have no prejudice towards the white community. I, I totally give them full credit for the part that they've contributed to history. I'm just saying it so took far, all of us to get where we are now. <laughs> Well, I mean, there's look at every single culture has atrocities in history. Exactly. It's not isolated to you white people. I just want to make that perfectly clear. <laughs> you are true. You are one of you know the The Moors, the Moors did their dirt in Spain, and and you know it's it's a known thing. But yeah, didn't they have notion, slaves like white slaves? Yeah, yeah. For so part, I mean, was that's the thing. 
it's called it's called a slave trade, not a slave buy. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, like you know, there's there's elements of history that have been so convoluted for the purpose of elevating a certain a certain race. And I feel like the truth should be heard. And Facebook doesn't agree. So my my latest offense. <laughs> oh my god! My when latest you post offense. This link, they're gonna take this shit down real quick. <laughs> I know we can't even put this on a Facebook, right? So my my oh, my latest offense Mark, was. Relax. Uh, I know exactly. I need to talk to the guy. Um, I posted this. It says, religion. The root word of religion is from the Latin uh, religar, which is broken down to religure, which means to tie, to bind, or to shackle. (laughs) And Facebook says that I cannot post that because the reference to a violent act, the shackling, the binding, and... um, they said that's a no. So I've got hit with a 24-hour Facebook, Kirk, you're off Facebook ban. So there it is. Uh, I could not post that I was at the bowling alley today because apparently I can't talk about the roots of words. <laughs> right. <laughs> you cannot. It's just you hard. You cannot discuss the roots of any words that downgrade the level of Caucasian people. You can't do that. You can't do that at all. Nope. I don't know that I did that. I, I just merely I merely made reference. Look, at religion is fine if that's what you do. I believe in God, and I'll say that plainly, and I, I don't change or waver on that. But um, organized religion has had a negative impact on communities and cultures throughout uh, throughout the world. Right. Um, Agree. Killing Agree. in the name of God is killing in the name of God is completely is wicked. Against. I feel like that is completely against, against the teachings of the Bible. The teaching, it, yes, yes, and oh and it's a problem because as a result, people have a negative connotation of religion. It's like if you're religious or you believe in God, that must mean you're homophobic. If you believe in God, that must mean you're a misogynist. If you believe in God, it doesn't. It doesn't. Okay, and you know, into that fact, <coughs> like the King James version that we learn out of was rewritten from the Dead Sea Scrolls, and then knowingly edited yeah. to accommodate their uh, political objectives in that time. Right. You know what I mean? And, and you know, once again, I, I go back to the Moors um, incorporating uh, colleges and, 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 you know, public education systems so that these people can actually start to read. And what happens? The church goes around and rewrites the Bible. There's a systemic problem. And it wasn't just black people that was deceived. It's everybody that was deceived. And to whose benefit? The powers that be, of you course. know what I mean. It's just it's it's crazy to me that, that the the old, the government. You know what I mean. Big big business. But I mean, uh, it's just they <laughs> have a they, they, they have they a hand. We know who they are. <laughs> I mean, I'm not even going to say it's white people, but it's everybody because in a certain time, the more saw value in the same thing. You know what I mean. So it's like, look, there's an objective in everything, and I think that. There is a place for spirituality. It's not in religion. You know what I mean? Because religion is a concept that was created by man. And spiritualism is a concept created by God. You know what I mean? This is a totally different thing. You know what's messed up? You know what I mean? Real talk. I got to agree with you on that. But I also got to add, I just had this conversation recently uh, with with my girlfriend, actually. And she was Mm -hmm. talking about the girls at work was trying to get her to discuss religion because and she was explaining that she doesn't like to because those bitches are hypocrites <laughs> mm-hmm. because 
because they talk about what you should do, you know what I'm saying? But they don't follow mm-hmm. none of it. But they're talking sure. about, you know, oh, this is how you should cope with something. You need to do this and pray and all that and everything and this, but you don't follow it. But so then uh-huh. they go to ask her, you know, oh, you're one of those people. You know, you don't believe in God or something like that and so on and so forth. She's like, no, I'm just not going to discuss this with you because I'm not going to get dragged into that. What I believe is what I believe. <clears throat> and we went on to, dis- mm-hmm. to discuss it between us. It's like, yeah, you know, it, I was like, I told her exactly kind of what you just said, which was that religion is something based solely on what man feels, you know what I'm saying? And they can edit mm-hmm. it and warp it to be how they see fit. Now, mm-hmm. It's up to you to decide what's real. I said, all religion is based on, because we weren't there. This is all text handed down through generations of generations of things, right? It's up to you to grab hold of your core, your core faith, and decide what that, and decide what it is from there. You know what I'm saying? Because when you look at all of the stories in the Bible, matter of fact, do you know what I found out? I found out that Catholics, that's, and I'm a Catholic, that Catholics are probably one of the most, if not the most hated religion, period, point blank. Like, probably most across the board despised by every single other fucking religion. Whenever you look at any kind of anime or, or, or movie that, like, involves some kind of, like, medieval-ish kind of uh, modern-day-ish, like it's on the verge of being medieval versus modern-day type movie or anime or TV show, it's always the Catholic mm-hmm. church that is doing some god-awful shit. <laughs> I'm telling you. And they too. have. I mean, the Catholic church rewrote the Bible, and then, you know, the you know the stained glass windows that they use, that's not for decor. Right. In a time when the population was illiterate, that was used to relay what the Bible said yeah. so that they could understand. So you have to understand that when you're placing all your trust in a human being, it's it's a problem. Power, trust, and control all have the same definition. So when you say, I trust the church, the church controls you. When the church controls you, they operate you to their whim. And, you know, that level of trust shouldn't be so bestowed upon anybody. Right. Um, that trust should be between you and your God, boy. Well, you know, that's the thing. The Bible is about personal accountability. It's not about holding other people accountable, and that's a constantly... Uh, misinterpreted uh, philosophy or theology, whatever you want. Um, The Bible is probably one of the best self-help books that's ever written. And it just basically means, I mean, in so many, so many words, it says stay in your lane, you know, and people, (laughs) people think that there's some mysticism about it. You know, Moses was a shepherd. David was a shepherd. Um, The, the disciples were fishermen. These weren't complex individuals. They were individuals who had an experience that they couldn't explain or describe. They called it magic. They made it seem mystical. And for all we know, these things can be very easily explained. Right. Um, If it was today, it would. So of course, if it was today, it would have been caught on film and then, of course, dissected all the way through and would have been found to be well. For instance, the part is that you're basically saying that any one of these stories, and you are right. You are right because back then. These stories could have literally been taken as crazy ramblings nowadays. Easily. And, you know, let's, let's, uh, case in point, the Red Sea has a fault line that runs between it. 
if an earthquake was to strike with enough force, it can cause the fault line to separate, which would make, making a separate, which would take the water down into the fault line, causing a land bridge. Right. Then, when the fault lines returned, it would allow the water to, to come up through the fault and, and refill up that area. Is it possible that when Moses came to the edge of the, of the Red Sea to part it, an earthquake happened, which it says in the Bible, causing the place to split? God isn't magic. You know what I mean? I, I, I can't say that enough. In at my opinion, God... God but see, what person... See, this would be the argument <clears throat> that you're going to cause is that, uh -huh. is, is you could say, oh, really? So, at that particular time, an earthquake just so happened to happen just long enough for them to get across and then close on the men trying to trying to pursue them through it they could have they could have this is just a you big know, coincidence to you isn't it <laughs> well there's a lot of coincidence i mean let's talk about the, the the evolutionary theory requires that electricity struck the primordial ooze which allowed cells to separate and replicate you're going to tell me that that's a lot more believable to you than an earthquake causing the fault line to open so that people can cross and and you know that's my point is that god in his moments is is when preparation and readiness come together in a perfect sequence in a way that you cannot describe. Right. There was a time in my life where I didn't have a vehicle. For about six months, I was doing a three-hour trip one way to Lake Forest and back just to make ends meet for my family. We filed our taxes. The government cut me a $6,000 check. It hasn't happened again since. Right. Um, and, you know, people would be very quick to say, you know, that's just tax tax codes, da-da-da-da. Let me tell you this. That type of stuff does not happen to a person like me very often. And I call that a blessing, you know, uh -huh. and, and uh, if you don't agree with me, you don't. And that's fine. Oh, my God. But, dude, you know, hey man, dude, right here. Hold on. I got my hand in the air right now because same you know kind of saying? shit, same kind of shit. The last three it's months, a, it's a shit you can't explain, bro. I'm telling you, man, I went through identity theft, man. There is no way. Mm. There is no way. The kind of identity theft that I fucking went through, there is no way that we should still have a roof over our head. And I couldn't even think back now and tell you every single financial move that I made to get us to where we are. I'm talking about motherfucking, when I'm talking about puzzle pieces, somebody, it's like when that shit happened, somebody literally threw down a 2,000 piece puzzle in front of me and said, put it together right now or you're out of here. This was like, shit, dude. And, and it just seemed like at one point, extra money kept coming when it was needed, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, to me, we call that shit a blessing every damn day. We're like, well, clearly somebody mm -hmm. was looking out for us. Because right. in order for somebody to be able to loan you money, they have to be blessed themselves. Sure. I just, I'm, I'm totally take credit for the things that I'm responsible for and for the things that I can't explain. I, I give it to God. And if you don't agree with that, then live your life how you want to. You know what I mean? Uh, I just think that it's ridiculous that I can't express myself freely on Facebook or say things that I feel are factual and true without being hit with censorship crap when other people can post things, uh, you know, whatever they want. You know what I mean? There's so many things on Facebook that I wish I could take down. You know what I mean? Because it makes somebody you. squirm. They have the right to censor me. I'll tell you what I wish that I could take down. I went to an Ivy League school. I'm very highly educated. I know words. I have the best words. <laughs> Trump has the best words. Okay. And <laughs> Kirk, I want you to know 
that I really hope that this podcast uh, gets posted before we die. <laughs> because I know they're 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 going to censor this for for everything I said leading up to it. Dude. <laughs> but, they, they, I, but they let Trump run wild on Twitter. Oh my god, <laughs> dude! Somebody, it's like have you radio silence. Is what I is what I've been hearing mm-hmm. from about about from the White House. It's like it's just like nobody has nothing to say. And and for everyone I've heard some who stuff about this. doesn't already know what the fudge it is we're talking about, please, please tell them what this motherfucker. Oh, I would love to. I'm ready. <clears throat> North Korean leader Kim Jong Un just stated that the nuclear button is on his desk at all times. Will someone from his depleted and food-starved regime please inform him that I too have a nuclear button, but it's much bigger and more powerful one than his. And mine works. Oh, my God. Exclamation point. The most hideous run-on sentence of all time, but, I mean, the content is is gold, right? I swear to goodness, Twitter, I hate you. Why did you extend the darn character input <laughs> he basically got to write an entire paragraph it's no longer just little and, bits and. of his bs you just decided to change your format from counting numbers to whatever the hell it's doing oh my god he had three he had three ands in that con in that last sentence it says will someone from his depleted and food starving regime please inform him that i too have a nuclear button comma but it is much bigger and more powerful one than his, and my button works. One sentence. That was one sentence. I think that that sentence was bigly. I, I don't know what that means, but that was big. <laughs> yeah, I, it's hard. Oh my God. You know, I thought this, that was this saber joke. rattling is going to get so dangerous. I thought it was a joke too. I really, I saw, I heard about it yesterday, and I was like. I mean, this is obviously a dick measuring contest, right? right? I mean, we could switch around some of these these words, and this is Kim Jong Un and President Trump like saying who has a bigger wiener, yep, right? Pretty much. Hey, hey, I got my penis on my desk. Well, my penis <laughs> is also on my desk, and it's much bigger. Like, much I mean, bigger. it's so it's so subliminal, and I think we should just like you know, instead of nuclear war, may I suggest that we could do celebrity boxing, Kim Jong Un versus Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. I, I've got well, I so many that, punches. That'd be I got so many jabs in on him. <laughs> I got so many jabs all on the top of his head. He was a little guy. He was a little guy. And I had to hit him with these big hands. You know, they give, they bring me these little gloves. The little gloves couldn't even fit. And I hit him. And I, Who and would like, win? Pop. Pop. Who would win? Trump, Trump versus Kim Jong-un. Who are you Kim taking? Kim Jong-un would win. And then Trump would give like 37 speeches as to why he's the one that actually won and how China has been influencing <laughs> influencing the boxing community uh, for years, oh, and yeah. that's the reason why. Oh, yeah. uh, what's that? What's that guy? Um, what's that guy uh, that 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 all the Mexicans think is the best boxer in the world? Uh, Oscar De La Hoya. No, they don't. Know or Caesar Chavez. There he, is that his name? Is that his fucking name? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> Julio something. <laughs> That everybody thinks is the greatest damn boxer in the world. Okay, <laughs> clearly. I like De La Hoya. <laughs> I just I would love to see their weigh in because they both have this Uncle Fester looking body type that I'm not can't really identify. 
You know what I mean? I've never seen somebody that was so like bulky. Like they're they're not I, they don't have identifiable form. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> it's like I could just imagine them weighing in, like doing the the flex with no shirt on, and like I just look like, look at their torso under uh, under the jacket and kind of picture like how does see, that sit? Like why do you have a muscles? hump on your back? Do you see all of these muscles? <laughs> these are so look so at many in. muscles. So many muscles. My doctor says I'm in perfect health. Look at this. One hundred percent. You're gonna be taken over you know by so many muscles. I was uh, watching CNN today just to kind of see what the talking heads had to say about the comment, and his um, his press secretary came out and defended it, and they were like, they said that uh, they saw nothing wrong with it because Jin Kim Jong Un. Uh, made the statement first and he merely said uh he merely told the truth which is strange like if you had gone back and heard what kim jong-un said although asinine and stupid as well he never mentioned america in that target you know what i mean it really didn't have nothing to do with donald trump right. this is just him responding you know what i mean um it's just you've got two monkeys at the switches man much man and they got their finger on the button apparently and they're comparing to see Who's gonna Who's gonna do it first? I don't know what this. I don't really know, man. I don't know what the hell <laughs> to expect anymore, dude. I'm oh god, I'm so worried. <laughs> give them Give them boxing gloves and let them handle it themselves. That's how I feel about it. You know what I mean? These guys want to get into a dick measuring contest. Let's not use nuclear warheads to see who has got the bigger wiener. You know yeah. what I mean? Let's go. Let's 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 do it the old fashioned way with some boxing gloves. Yeah. That's just like the dad from Friday. Yeah, just yeah. like the dad from Friday. Real men fight like this. <laughs> dude, even, dude, Mark Hamill said, said this is not normal. This is not funny. Seriously. Is there a rational adult it's inside? Or, or, or who would intervene and rescind an, un, an unstable individual? Uh, individuals ordered to push the nuclear button. On both sides. Mm -hmm. On both sides. <laughs> it's like, please stop them. Well, Unfortunately, Kim Jong Un is a kid in a sandbox. You know, he he has total control over his regime. You know, these people um, are enslaved. I mean, at least that's what political uh, American rhetoric <coughs> says. You know what I mean? But uh, to Donald Trump, I mean, he's an embarrassment. I, I I don't know how else to put it. Anybody who supports him does so because they're unwilling to admit the shortcomings of a president who clearly doesn't have anybody's best interest in mind than his own. You know what I mean? What? How does it benefit the United States people, be a president of the people, to launch a nuclear warhead at a country who is backed by China? Right. You know what I mean? We. I don't understand this. And he's not doing it for us. He's doing it for him. You know? He wants to be revered as a war hero, I think. Hmm. I won't tell you this much. People, unless they can like see a direct reflection of something that he's done that they deem as wrong they're not gonna admit to do voting for the wrong person like you can yeah. post this all day every day the only thing you're gonna get is an idiot to say yeah he's right da, 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 or just crickets on just crickets well, on I can tell you nobody's gonna say, well, you know, he he you know, he said what he needed to say. <laughs> well, 
more disturbing than what he said. I could tell you, let's get some facts and figures. That tweet got 178,000 retweets, 448 likes, 448,000 likes. The very next comment on the line says, I can't say I mind. We shouldn't allow dictators to push us around. You see, this is the perception of, of, of a Trump supporter is that when Kim Jong-un says there's a button on my desk that could launch a nuclear warhead, he's saying it to us. He's saying it to us. Right. It's like this sociopathic behavior of certain Americans who feel like we are the ultimate superpower in the world. Uh, and I think it's kind of delusional. We're you know what I mean? We, we are. We used to be for a period of time, but then other people were too. Rome was a superpower. I mean, everybody has their day in the sun. And we ain't and, there no more. You know, Apparently America is like Kanye West trying to get the spotlight <laughs> <laughs> yeah well i mean just like kanye west we're on the backslide you know what i mean it's just uh, yeah i think that it's behavior like, like this west, that's the problem we're now insane and gonna end up in the insane asylum <laughs> and in debt so um you know there's so many elements to this dude i think that the problem is this type of behavior where everyone feels like we have an obligation to assert ourselves over the globe you know what i mean and America is young by comparison to a lot of other countries. We've committed atrocities by comparison to some of these other nations that have existed since the beginning of time. And uh, I think that we had a good run. But if we're going to undo the damage of time, we have to start evaluating ourselves and evaluating each other. Uh, stop evaluating each other, evaluate ourselves, and, and be real about this. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, because the longer that this delusional mindset goes on, the more frequently we'll have Donald Trumps, other Donald Trumps. Mm -hmm. We'll have idiots just like this because he's only the first. If we don't take a serious look at ourselves in the mirror and evaluate what's important to us and, you know, and in the place that we live, because America is still great. There's a lot of things good about it for all the things that are bad. You know what I mean? Uh, we can fix this if we can be honest with ourselves. I say that to Facebook. I say that to Donald Trump. I say that to everybody. You know what I mean? There's no shame in telling the ugly truths of the past. There's a shame in repeating the ugly truths of the past, and that's all I feel about it. That's fair. That's fair. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that one. That, that's cool. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, look. Trump is clearly, is clearly not going to be shut out of Twitter anytime soon, even after the nuclear comment. Now, maybe if he had made that comment on Facebook, he would have gotten censored. But, you know, Twitter lets anything go. I mean, they got a girl being pounded by black cock on her fucking public page and everything. It's like, hashtag, hashtag, just another Monday. It's like, what the fuck? But. I can't blame him for that. I will. You know I mean, bless her heart. Exactly. You know, it is just another Monday, I guess, to her. But I will tell you this much there are some people. Who are finally off of the lockout and i'm sure that you are so happy about that is it time is it time for me to start don't, talking don't, about yeah, buffalo bills oh god don't even say their name ladies and gentlemen the history that we cannot deny is the 17-year drought of the Buffalo Bills being held out of the playoffs by Tom Brady and Belichick's hideous regime has come to an end in 2017. Let me just break this down for you. In 2017, Kirk turned 30. In 2017, Guns N' Roses' Appetite for Destruction turned 30, and I saw Guns N' Roses that year. On the last day of 2017, the 31st of December, the Buffalo Bills beat the Miami Dolphins, our division rival, big, big, dated 50-year history. We beat them. The Bengals put away 
the Ravens in the second, in the, the closing seconds of that game to put the Bills into the playoffs for the first time in 17 years. Let me give you some facts and figures because I have them off the top of my head. You know I do. In 1999, when the Bills made the playoffs before the new millennium, Doug Flutie was the quarterback of the Buffalo Bills, and Kirk was the mere age of 13 years old. That's how long it's been since the Bills have been in the playoffs. I cannot be more happy about them. And the community has, as you know, there's videos all over Facebook of people going nuts. This, I think, is the coolest part of all of it. Andy Dalton, the quarterback for the Bengals, who threw that game-winning touchdown, has an organization that, uh, a charitable organization that allocates funds to uh, AIDS research. And the Buffalo Bills... Ha, uh, fan base has donated over a hundred thousand wow. dollars to that organization, and thanks for Andy Dalton um, making the Bills dream, Bills fans' dreams come true. So I think that was phenomenal. Twenty seventeen went out crazy, good, crazy good nice. for me. Okay, that was amazing. Fine. That's fine. You had a very good twenty seventeen. That's fair. And you know what? Everybody should have a wonderful birthday story like that, where they can just, you know. You know, I had that way back at 24. I haven't had a good one since. So, you know, whatever. Whatever. You know? <laughs> I mean, Look at Doug. I mean, it's I mean, like I, it was just ceremonious because it was a 30th. I mean, you guess, know what I mean? Too I, many. I guess the stars aligned. I mean, I guess you could say my 31st was okay. I mean, you know, I got to I got to have uh, intercourse with my girlfriend after, after waiting for like three goddamn months. <laughs> Like, Dear God. Yeah, you know what? So I need good. Facebook censorship in this damn podcast because no, nobody wants to hear no, about you, okay, you begging your bullshit, girlfriend for the first okay? time. You're sick. No, because You're sick. I had to wait three goddamn fucking months. You know what? She's a classy lady, all right? And maybe you're just disgusting. Dude, did you ever think of that? Even, she didn't even kiss me. She didn't even actually not. She did not kiss me until the moment we were about to have relations. I was like, what the well, I even got denied, bro. I even got denied. That's the green light, dog. That's the green light. But, you know, you only waited three months. I've been waiting 17 years for this moment. You bro. know what? You know what? You know what? You, you can't compare. You, you know, mine is better. Mine is much, much worse because I had to wait three months. It's like right there. You guys were never. I would let. In, in, I, I would. I would let you wait. So you didn't have to. You know, deal with that. We. That's not true. That's not true. We've been. We've been there's been times where we're about a game out and, you know, things didn't go our way. The Bills have a hard time closing the season, you know, and that's really been their, their problem. We've had tremendous players. I mean, at different times, we had Marshawn Lynch. We had Terrell yeah. Owens, you know. Um, we've had Drew, uh, uh, Drew Bledsoe. There's, there's been a lot of talent that's come through Terrell Buffalo Owens. and North gone North on to do. You, you, uh, amazing player. <laughs> we had old Terrell Owens. I'm not mad at you for that. You know, Terrell Owens, his his golden years were with the 49ers and the Cowboys, undeniably. Yep. But, you know, we were an organization that had talented players that just couldn't execute when we needed to. And a big part of that had to do with, the, like I said, Tom Brady and Belichick. They're just, they, they've created a dynasty over there. And if you look at how long Brady's career has run, it's, it's congruent with our drought. So, you know, the Patriots are in large part responsible for this, which is, you know, it makes sense. But the playoff <laughs> brackets right now as it stands, the Jaguars and the Bills face off in week one, the wild card round in Jacksonville. I feel like they're a very beatable team. Despite being the number one defense in the league, um, I think that they have uh, glaring problems on offense. So hopefully the Bills defense could uh, counteract their uh, soft offense, you know, just become a very slow game, and they could maybe get that chip shot in at the end. We'll see. But if the Bills 
get past the Jaguars in week one. We're facing none other, than, none other than our division rivals, our nemesis, the bully on the playground, Mr. Tom Brady and the New England Patriots, which I'm not exactly thrilled about. But if you're going to write a story about Super Bowl underdogs, That's this is how it's written. Okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> Um, this is how a super. Uh, this is how an underdog story is written, my man. Yeah. Because Somebody's we weren't supposed to make it. This. I could. T- <laughs> they they might the Buffalo the the, the 19, uh, 2017 Buffalo Bills. You know, in the beginning of the season, their Vegas project projections for making the playoffs was one in, one to two hundred. Their estimated season record was four and twelve. That's what the league expected from the Bills, and we shot we shocked the world. That's you know what I mean? We shocked the world. I, I know something about. Was, I know was, something about world shocking moments. You know, you know, you know. My I, my team did that last year. I'm just saying. So that's cool. You know, that's good. I'm glad that you can have that. The Cowboys, come on, they they're good like every other season, bro. No, you dude, had so no, many good years. BS, Cowboys, good every other season, dude. We have like quick little runs where it's like, okay, you know, it was all right, you know. But like, you're talking about last year. Like our last season was like damn near. Any given Sunday, rewritten. Like it, I'm serious, it 100 was. Like you have this amazing fucking rookie quarterback, uh, along with this amazing fucking rookie running back, and then you have someone who can actually hit our best goddamn wide receiver and our clutch tight end. You know what I'm saying? Just literally making everybody shine on the fucking field. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like he had an amazing fucking line. You know what I'm saying? Like, just great. And then just, like, this season comes around and just, like, all of this shit fucking with his right hand. It's like literally having Parkinson's disease and only your right hand is what this man was going through. They destroyed the possibility of coming back. But we do that shit all the time. We look like we're about to do it and be like, we got this shit next year and then fall. We don't fall short. We stumble out the gate. I feel like the league was in collusion against the Cowboys uh, because one hundred percent. There are so many fucked up calls. I I don't know. Like it's not even the calls, man. But I mean, why was Ezekiel Elliott suspended for charges that were dropped? It makes no sense. And you know, to that point, Ben Ben Roethlisberger had charges for a sexual assault that were dropped and then the league dropped their position. You know, it's just, they're very selective with their enforcement and I don't agree with a lot of things they do. It's almost as if they collude to ensure that the Vegas odds stay as they're supposed to be. Removing that uh, Ezekiel Elliott the way they did uh, couldn't have been more damaging. You know, Dak Prescott did not have the same kind of rhythm. They could not execute. They, they were a dual threat, which got isolated to a, to a one-sided uh, offense, yep. and Dak Prescott could not handle the pressure of carrying the entire team by himself. Yep. And, um, you know, it was predictable. The sophomore slump is a thing. So, um, you know, we'll, the Cowboys will have their chance. I mean, this is hey, this is not their See, defining I moment. Ezekiel Elliott's going to come back out the gate. I have heard Green Bay fans themselves refer to Dak Prescott as the truth. All right, you he's, understand? Like they next. have, they literally have a legitimate man who sold his soul to the devil on the team, and they tell me that mm-hmm. Jack, that that Prescott is the truth. That's that's important. That's important. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers will be the legacy of the pocket quarterback incarnate because he was trained by Brett Favre. He is 
that legacy. But the league is changing. You know, Tyrod Taylor and the Buffalo Bills are in the playoffs now because of Tyrod Taylor's ability to move in the pocket. Dak Prescott took the team to the playoffs last season because he was a mobile quarterback and he could bring that to the table where uh, Tony Romo could not. Um, This league's breakout quarterback of the year, Deshaun Watson. He went five games throwing a touchdown in each and every one of them, at least one. He threw upwards of three and four. The days of the pocket quarterback are gone because the defensive competitiveness is is at such a peak. Mm-hmm. These these guys are studs. They can't right. be stopped. Yeah. You know what I mean? They could be they could be held up briefly. And you gotta have a guy in the pocket, a Russell Wilson, um, even Aaron Rodgers. I mean, people don't give him as much credit as probably he deserves on that front. But he he has legs on him. He yeah. he'll take that ball if he needs to, and, yeah. and tuck it and run. Yeah, but Aaron you know? but Aaron Rodgers, so, you know, he takes his he he. He's like a precision. He's like a guided fucking missile. He's not going to run and risk it if he, you know, if he doesn't see it possible. He's a game manager. He's definitely uh, his value on the field is not just in his throwing capabilities, but his leadership qualities as well. Um, I'm looking forward to next season already for certain reasons. Uh, did you hear the whispers that John Gruden is probably coming back to coach the Raiders? No, I did not hear those whispers. But I'm sure the Raider fans true. have been hearing those with wandering around. Well, Jeff Jeff Fox or not Jeff Fox? Who was the quarterback or the 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 coach for the Raiders? I don't remember. It doesn't matter because he got fired. <laughs> um, yeah, he got he got fired the last game of the season. Oh, Jack Del Rio, that was his name. Got fired the last game of the season. Didn't even make it to the locker room. He was fired. Damn. Um, they were like, no, 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 no. You yeah. don't need to go back with the guys. You sir, you go. Yeah, back they're, they're, they're like, okay, Mister Mr. Lynch, car right this way. Oh, Del Rio, can we talk to you for a minute? <laughs> um, yeah, one of those. Can, can you step but, in? But uh, that's tr- off for a moment why i need Dude, to go not, the not because you're fucking fired that's why oh, i hope they give him a Vince man could you could you get that sound bite in there i don't care that i said it on the air put put a you're fired <laughs> <laughs> I, I love Vince man firing people um but jack del rio uh, there's not there's not been a coach as, as synonymous with the raiders um aside from madden like John Gruden, he's fun to watch. I'm I'm really glad about that because they've offered him a, a tremendous contract, which also includes ownership privileges for the up and coming Las Vegas Raiders. Um, so it's going to be fun. I'm, I'm glad they're bringing him back. It's like Hulk Hogan coming back to WWE if he hadn't dropped the end bomb. <laughs> oh, that's messed up. I think that's how we need to wrap up today. I'm telling you, dude. I'm telling you, brother. Hey, that has been a good one. No, I'm glad to be back at it. And this is a new year for 2018 with the color commentators. We are going to go and get up out of here. I'm your boy, Big Skip. Of course, my man, Kurt the Jerk. Yo, yo, ladies and gentlemen, glad to be back. Going to give you these anecdotes, comments, and hilarious comments. Hopefully we get above 30 viewers. We'll see how it goes. (laughs) Later. Later.